welcome to your Fiercely Fabulous Life podcast. I'm Shelley Qualteri, your host. This podcast was created for you, the woman who wants more in her life, for her family, and in her relationships. We're going to spend time creating inspiration and motivation while providing you with tangible, practical strategies and tools for your life to find greater happiness, love, and fulfillment. I will provide you with real-life takeaways that have you not only thinking about, but taking action to create your fiercely fabulous life. Now let's get started. Hi, everybody. Oh my goodness. I am thrilled that you are here with me today. This is my first episode of your Fiercely Fabulous Life podcast. I'm so excited. This has been several months in the making and it's taken me quite some time to be able to navigate actually the technology side of it. So I'm thrilled that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. So maybe let me give a little intro of myself so you can get to know me a little bit more. I am a registered social worker and have been working in the field of human services for about 25 years now. It's crazy to think that I've been doing this for such such a long time. I have my degree in social work. I have a master's degree in investigations management, and I have worked in both Canada and Australia in the areas of child welfare and child protection. I've worked within the justice system. I have worked within domestic violence, teaching at post-secondaries, as well as doing some counseling within those areas, and worked in the areas of homelessness and supporting individuals with significant mental health problems. And now here I am, 25 years later, I have my own very successful private practice and I am supporting people in all kinds of ways. So things like anxiety, depression, relationship challenges, thoughts and behaviors of suicide. I see lots of people who are challenged with those kinds of things and struggling with thoughts, behaviors of suicide or someone in their world is and they just want some support and being able to figure out how to navigate and how to help. I also work with people who are trying to lean into having hard conversations or dealing with relationships as well as all those mamas out there who are trying to figure out parenting and working and partnerships and all those kind of things and goodness can it ever feel big sometimes for sure so i'm here to help you guys in the fiercely fabulous life podcast to create more connection fulfillment and tackling some of that really tough stuff that we deal with with our families in our relationships and even and mostly with ourselves so i'm going to provide you throughout the podcasts Uh, with tools and strategies and ways to find more happiness, more love and fulfillment for yourself, but also for those people in your world so that you can live your fiercest, most fabulous life. So let's move on with what I'm going to talk about today. Today, I am going to be talking about managing homeschooling, parenting, and some of those big emotions with anxiety that pop up, especially during this time of COVID that we're all living in. So we're here going into week number five of trying to be a parent, trying to homeschool, trying to be 
employees if we're working full-time or even part-time jobs and we might all be feeling a lot of big emotions as well as a lot of other stuff might be going on in our homes right now. We might have partners that are temporarily laid off. We might have people in our homes that are struggling with with mental health. That might be us that are struggling with some mental health or mental wellness. That might be our kids. So what do I want you to know about today's podcast is that we keep hearing this word out there about normalizing the situation, normalizing what's going on for our families, normalizing what's going on for our kids. But you know what? This isn't normal. This whole situation with COVID right now that's going on globally is not normal. What I want to highlight is that the emotions are normal. The situation is really challenging and hard. How can we normalize being in quarantine, school being out, all of us Most of us working from home, thank you to those of you who are out there serving us right now. Huge, huge thank you to you nurses and healthcare workers and support workers and uh, drugstores and those types of things. Big thank you. But how are we supposed to normalize this situation? How do we do that with our kids? How do we do that with ourselves? I know for myself, for the first couple of weeks, it felt totally surreal. This situation did not feel real. I would wake up in the morning and think, am I really in my house with my family of, you know, four others and myself? We're all all at home trying to use the internet and the computer. And how do I talk to my kids about this? What does this mean for homeschooling? So the, the emotions are normal. Whether we're feeling angry, frustrated, sad, overwhelmed, anxious, all of those emotions are normal. And what I want you to remember is that we need to be able to come to terms as the big people with those emotions and being okay with them, knowing that we're not trying to normalize the situation here, but we can talk to our kids about those big emotions. So we've heard lots in the media Lots in the news about how do we deal with this? How do we manage this situation right now? What do we do as parents? How do we talk to our kids? So we've heard lots of things about creating routines, sleeping well, keeping active. We hear those things all the time. But what came to me when I've been listening to the media and being a counselor and hearing some of the conversations and knowing some of the conversations I'm having with my clients and hearing different things from friends is... But what else? But what else are we supposed to do? Give me something tangible that I can hang on to. Yes, I know I need to have routine, but that looks totally different for every one of us. I mean, my husband and I both work full time. I have my own business and I'm still trying to function, but I'm also acting as a teacher. Lord bless all of you teachers out there because I have a whole new, whole new understanding around all the school stuff. So thank you, teachers. But what else? I'm going to touch on some of the other things that we can be looking at. Hopefully being able to provide you with some creative ideas. Hopefully being able to talk to you a little bit about how do we deal with some of these big emotions that come up because this pandemic is hitting people hard. So I am going to touch on the one 
creating of the routine. Yes, this is something we hear all the time, but it is important to create routine. It can be flexible though. It can be diverse. Let the kids make some of the decisions about what they want the routine and the schedule to look like. Let them take a little bit of control and have some accountability for what their day is going to look like. This might actually free up a little bit more time for you. So for example, my little E, he's seven, he's decided that he wants an hour of quiet time in his room. Yeah, okay, maybe it's playing with his toys when his brother and sister are doing school and they're not, un- they're feeling frustrated that he's not doing school as well. But you know what? They are very self directed and he needs so much more of our time to help him get through what he needs to do. So let them have some control, let them have some accountability, let them make a little bit more of their schedule. And mamas, papas out there, we are not recreating the classroom. We are never going to be able to recreate the classroom. So just let that heaviness, that backpack, that big weight go because we, most of us, are not teachers. Most of us are are the workers in the home. Most of us are the ones that are trying to just even get through our days of cooking all these new meals during the day, right? So just let the kids figure out where they need support, how they need support, what do they need from you to be able to get through that. They are resilient. They're going to survive. They're going to make it through the year. It's actually not that much of the year that we have to get through, three months, but As long as they're doing something in their day, maybe you're getting them to watch a documentary. Maybe the teachers are sending schoolwork home. Maybe it's taking them out on walks and learning real life lessons about, you know, what are we seeing in the park when we're on the walk? What are we seeing with the new leaves budding? What are we you know, being able to create as a family in relation to some laughter. Maybe it's dancing. Maybe it's cooking and teaching them some new real life skills. Maybe that's teaching them how to do the laundry. Maybe that's working out in the garage and learning how to build things. My kiddo is so into um, taking things apart. So we have some old cell phones that he's been really interested in and he's taken them all apart, all these little pieces. And then he's tried putting them back together, which all of us know that that did not go well. But he's having a great time. And honestly, if that's what he wants to do to create a little bit of control, to build a little bit of learning in, just let them go for it. Just let them do it. So we are not here to recreate the classrooms for them. We're just here to be able to support them, help them in their learning however we can. So take the pressure off yourself. Don't need to worry about it. Next, I want to talk a little bit about this normalizing again. So I do get in a little bit of a soapbox about this because we get some mixed and confused feelings about what is normalized and we all feel different emotions around this. But let's talk about the big one of anxiety. This is one that I'm hearing a lot from the media. I'm hearing a lot from my clients. So let's break it down a little bit. 
in order to reduce some of the big anxiety, because this is one of those big emotions that many of us are feeling, is that let's take lots of breaks. Let's let them have some fun. Let's create time for transitions. Oh my gosh, if we're trying to get them to now be homeschooled, we are trying to get them now to sit down and do their math, their reading, you know, let's just give them some time to transition. They're at home. This isn't the same thing as their school classroom at all. You know, when they change between classrooms at school, whether they're these little guys going from the classroom to the gym or whether they are, you know, the junior high, high school kids transitioning between classrooms, they have a moment to check in with their friends. They have a minute for a bit of a giggle. They have a little bit of, you know, being silly and teasing one another's in the hallways or having a little bit of a chat. Right now, you know, between classes, so to speak, they're not really connecting with their friends. Right? So that will really help reduce some of that anxiety that they might be feeling is let them be a little bit silly between transitions. Make a, a snack of celery and, you know, peanut butter and, ant, and raisins so they can have that ants on a log, but also slow things down. You know, we, we're hearing different reports on the media about how much time they should be spending on schoolwork. I've read and heard reports anywhere from one hour to four hours of the day. But you know what? Let's be honest. It's going to fluctuate from day to day. It's totally okay. We are slowing things down. We are just going to set some time aside for them to transition. We're going to set some time aside for them to be silly in between these classes. And we're not going to have to worry about what these transitions and and stages look like for them. The other thing that really starts happening when our kids are now being homeschooled, they're home with, you know, us, mom and dad, or maybe we're single parents, just us trying to work, which is a whole other challenge that we might face. Uh, when we're at home with them, they might start feeling a little bit of the tension between mom and dad that might be going on. They might see mom and dad maybe arguing a little bit more. They might see or get the sense of mom and dad feeling a little bit more nervous because of finances, you know, challenges that they may not be able to pay the rent. These different things cause anxiety for our kiddos. And they're going to feel that so much more heightened now because we are all in the house together, whether that is mom and dad, whether that is same gendered partners, whether that is single parents, they're going to feel some of that anxiety from us as well. They are very perceptive little humans that they are absolutely going to feel that and they're going to sense that. And they're going to feed off of that. So really important also for us to be reminded that our anxiety feeds their anxiety. Our arguments, challenges, nervousness, worries, they feel that tenfold when they're at home with us all the time. And they may not feel okay to come and ask us how we're doing but it is our responsibility as the big people to ask them how they're doing. Ask them about what's going on for them. Ask them about what their worries are, what their concerns are, where their anxiety is sitting. 
I did a little activity with my kids uh, just a few days ago to talk a little bit about you know, what are they remembering from this time? How are they feeling about this time? And one of my kids said to me, actually feeling kind of scared and worried right now. And you know what, guys, that didn't even cross my mind. That didn't even come, you know, I guess onto my agenda with this little one because he's so chill and relaxed about everything. So when I heard that he was scared and worried, it was great to be able to have the conversation about what that was about. And in his mind, his scare and worry was about things not ever opening up again, because this five weeks has felt like a lifetime for him. So really, you know, breaking it down with them and sitting down and and maybe what is important is setting aside a time, maybe that's once a day, maybe it's once a week to talk about some of the emotions that everybody's feeling in the house. I know in our house right now, here we are coming into week number five, people are feeling more irritated. People are feeling more agitated for sure. Absolutely. Maybe some of you out there can, can uh, feel that in your homes as well because we are not used to five of us being home every single day, all day together, trying to do this. So set aside a time, whether again, it's once a day or once a week to talk about some of those emotions that we're all feeling to share that, you know, I am feeling a little bit worried, I am feeling a little bit positive, I am you know, having meltdowns here and there because I'm losing my mind being at home with all of you and not being able to get to the gym or see my beloved friends, right? So something that is really important to know is that we need to name it in order to tame it. In order to make sense of all of this that's going on, we really need to verbalize that. We need to talk about it. We need to be able to say what's happening. Otherwise, it's going to come back and it's going to bite us by us being irritable, by us being snappy with our partners and our children, by our children coming and, you know, being defensive and disrespectful to us. So in order for us to tame some of that anxiety and some of that scared and worried and uncertainty and, you know, challenges that they are facing, we need to get them to name it. We also want to ask them what they are feeling. We want to ask them what their thoughts are. We don't necessarily want to share ours first and foremost, because we don't want to put some of those worries and concerns into their minds. Like I said, I had no idea that my little was worried about things never opening up ever again. I mean, is that a possibility? Sure. But, you know, it didn't cross my mind. So thinking about that anxiety piece of it, name it to tame it. Set time to process through some of those transitions. Let them be silly. Let them have some power and control over how they want to run their day. It might actually free up some time for you. And bonus, might get them to learn how to do laundry or cooking and free up a little bit of you having to do that. I know I'm so tired of making all the meals in the house. So definitely we have created a schedule for the kiddos to have to do some cooking now. So let's also try and think about keeping a positive attitude because as I just mentioned, they do feed off of us. They do feed off of how we are 
managing, how we are coping. They really are in tune with us. And you know what? It's okay to say to them, this is tough. This is hard. This kind of sucks. And I don't know what the outcomes are going to be. Numbers aren't really going down. They are stabilizing a little bit, but... I don't know what this is going to mean for us. I don't know what this means for the future to look like. But what I do know is that I got to be here with you. And this is pretty cool. What are the cool things that we get to do and develop and grow together, right? So yeah. Also, when we're thinking about our kids, are they sometimes going to give us a little bit of attitude? They're sometimes going to have their meltdowns or temper tantrums. Yes, yes, yes. Guess what? (laughs) so are we we're gonna have our meltdowns we're gonna have our temper tantrums oh my gosh that's been me for the last couple of days it's been a challenge I'm going through these waves of emotions right going through these high highs and then these low lows and that is normal for all of us right now this is something none of us have ever done before this is something none of us have ever dealt with before so You need to think a little bit about instead of consequencing them maybe for their behaviors, maybe this is the time that you need to connect with them. With kids of all ages, whether there's these tiny guys or whether there are teenagers who are throwing us some attitude and throwing us a little bit of, you know, backtalk, their words, or sorry, their behaviors are their words. What they are doing, what they are saying, how they are acting, that is about something else happening underneath for them. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's frustration. Maybe they're scared about what's going on as well. Maybe they're so super sad because you know what? Our youth, their whole world is connecting with their friends. And right now, that's not happening for them. So, trying to keep a bit of a positive attitude for yourself even when it's like ugh you're feeling like the worst day ever need to ask yourself do they need a consequence or do they need some connection they are going to act out they are going to misbehave they are going to throw us attitude that we're like what did you seriously just say that to me <laughs> yes i have a teenager in my house So do they need consequences or do they need connection? Think about that a little bit with your kiddos that that you have in your house. And this is new for them. Play, 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 play. You play with them. It improves our physical health. It improves our mental health. It reduces our anxiety. Let them be silly. Let them get out there and, oh my gosh, if you're in Calgary, all this snow that we're constantly having. You know, let them ride their bikes. Let them just get out there. In school as well, they have recess. You know, they have at least one recess a day. They have gym at least once a day. And then they have lunchtime. And then for many of them, they either walk home from school or they play at the park for a little bit. When they get home from school on their regular school routine, they may not sit straight down and get right on into the books. They might have some electronic time. They might have some, you know, play outside time. They might have some watch TV time. Just let them chill however they need to do that. And again, you know, within that play piece of it, we talk a little bit about screen time and how much screen time should they be having. This generation learns from screens, 
from many schools, by the time they're starting kindergarten, they have their own email address. They have, you know, a computer class at least once a week where they're learning some of the basics. I know many of the schools are sending out computer links. Everybody is on computers to be able to do, you know, the distance learning, this tech learning. And most of us who have kids right now, they are more savvy at the technology than we are by far. And this is how they connect. So we need to be mindful about if we're looking at screen time, how many hours of it really is with school and then how many hours of it is connecting with friends. Because again, throughout the day, they probably spend a good two hours connecting with their friends in a variety of ways. When they're in school, they are not just doing work, 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 work. They're doing a project together. They're having a conversation about a book. They are playing in gym class. So we need to be reminded that, yeah, technology can be a challenge sometimes, but technology is how they are also connecting. And it's the way of their generation. They learn so much from their technology, but are they utilizing it in a positive way? Are they utilizing it by have some healthy conversations with some friends and how are they connecting? So let them play in whatever way that looks for them. You know what? This is a big one. Let them get bored. How many of us have had kids come to us when we say, turn the electronics off? And then 32 seconds later, they're coming to you and they're like, I'm so bored. I don't know what to do. Okay. Awesome. Let's embrace this, parents. Let's embrace this boredom. It will push them to look at some creativity, to find some imagination, to do some self discovery. This is where brains are built. They blossom during boredom. Brains are built on boredom. I know that kind of sounds crazy, but if we are constantly feeding our kids with things to do and activities and electronics, it doesn't leave space for creativity, even for us as adults. Little hint for all of you grown-ups out there listening to this podcast today, leaving some space for some boredom increases your creativity. When you're just kind of lying on the couch and daydreaming or going for a walk, electronic-free, this is when our creative juices start flowing. So, our brains are built on boredom. We blossom during boredom. Let them get a little bit bored. It's okay. That's okay. Don't feel like you need to fill every minute of their day with something for them to do. Put them in their room for quiet time. Tell them electronics need to go off for them to have some downtime. I know my teenager looks at me like, what am I supposed to do if I don't have a screen? Like truly, he looks like his whole world has ended and he has no idea what to do if he doesn't have a screen in front of him. I know some of you out there can totally relate to this. He gives me this weird look like, oh my gosh, seriously, mom, like what, what, what are you talking about? What does this world mean if there's not a screen in front of me? And when we push him to try and be creative, he is the most amazing artist um, and is so talented and in architectural types of ways. So push them to be bored. Amazing. Um, you know, the other thing that we can do with our kiddos is show them 
kindness towards ourselves. Showing them kindness towards ourselves can also help them show them how to be kind to themselves because when we're taking care of our own mental health, of our own mental wellness, whether that is accessing a healthcare provider, a counselor, cooking some good old comfort food, you know, if this is like having the Corona salt and vinegar chips on the couch and like a big old Coke, go for it. Taking care of yourself is so important. You know, I've been getting out for some daily runs. Being able to fuel yourself with kindness is so important. I often use this analogy of the um, air oh my goodness, the oxygen mask, goodness me, lost my words for a moment, the oxygen mask when we're taking a flight. So, you know, when we are taking a flight somewhere, unfortunately, we're not going to be doing that for a while, is taking a flight somewhere is that when the instructions come on, they tell us put your oxygen mask on first. Why do they do that? They tell you to put your oxygen mask on first because you can't help anybody else if you can't breathe. You can't help your children. You can't help your partner. You can't help the person in the seat next to you if you are not able to breathe. And if we can't be kind to ourselves and do something generous for ourselves throughout this time of craziness with Corona, then how can we show and teach and model kindness for our children. If we are these anxious little humans walking around with these big heavy backpacks on of emotion and uncertainty and worry and concern, be kind to yourself, reach out for help and support if you need that. Maybe that is through staying connected with friends. Maybe that is through a Zoom call. Maybe that is through FaceTime. Maybe that's actually a good old-fashioned phone call. Maybe that is by doing, um, we call them door drops. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was a good friend's birthday. We went and dropped off, uh, you know, a little gift. And then we came home and we had a glass of wine with them, uh, you know, on on video chat and had a good good chat. You know, it didn't feel quite the same because I really wanted to give them a great big hug. But ultimately, we need to stay connected just as much as our kids are trying to stay connected. We are creatures of connection. I say that all the time. Human beings, we are meant to be connected. We are meant to be linked to other people. We are meant to be these social beings and not just with the three, four, five people that we live with. <laughs> we are meant to be connected with other people. So make sure that you are showing them how you are also staying connected because you know what? They are seeing us in our work mode as well, right? They're seeing us with our professional hats on at home, sitting on our couch, sitting in our office, sitting in our rooms, wherever we are with our professional hats on and working and working and working. Um, Or they're seeing us trying to put on this teacher hat and trying this new rollout. So how do we stay connected? How do we be kind to ourselves? Feed them with some of those things. And as well, again, if you need be, reach out for supports. If that's not from family and friends, maybe that is with a, you know, a call center or a counselor or something like that. 
And one of the last things that I kind of want to wrap up our first Fiercely Fabulous Life podcast with is, uh, you know, maybe I call them the little golden nuggets or the Fiercely Fabulous tips and tricks is not only about creating creating that routine and that connection and looking at how can you be kind and you're not a teacher, but what is the golden nugget in this time for you, for you and your family in these moments? What do you want to remember? What do you want to savor and just like hang on to forever? Because right now in this craziness that we are all living, we all actually have an opportunity to slow down, savor this moment, and make a few choices about how we want our future life to look. How do we want to move forward? What busy do we want to take along with us? And what busy do we want to leave behind? How do we want to engage with our kids, with our partners? How do we want to show the love? How do we want to move forward from this opportunity? This is where we have control. This is where we can drop some of that anxiety weight and think about how we want to move forward and how we want to take control and how we want our lives to look and how we want to be able to be engaged. Because right now, in this time of, I call the Corona quarantine, this time has also given us, forced us globally to slow right down, to shut down so many things and to be able to reflect on how we want our lives to look. Even if right now we are working full time, we are being full time mamas and papas, we are being the teachers. We are being the, the friends to the kids. That's your control. Your control is choosing how you want to move forward for you, for your family, and for your future to be fiercely fabulous. So thank you all for being here for episode number one with me. I look forward to you subscribing, liking, sharing. Give me that five-star rating and I will see you in two weeks time. Bye for now, my friends. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to your Fiercely Fabulous Life podcast. Be sure to share with any woman in your life who needs just a little bit more. Be sure to follow me on my socials and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye for now.